Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Ned Reynolds, Mikey intern, back in the studio on a Monday morning. It broke my heart yesterday. Every one of my damn friends were at the game in Arrowhead, and I wanted to be there so bad. But you know what? At the end of the day, we had a great time uh, listening to it. Uh, most of it actually listened to it. We were outside for most of it. Um, watched the last half inside. But uh, from what I could tell, I thought the defense showed up big time. The special team showed up big time um, without the uh, blocked kick and uh, miffed punt. And there were some things that happened on special teams. I think we would have been looking at a different game. and That definitely helped swing the momentum. Offense still not completely there. They had some shine, some little Shots there that I thought were nice, but uh, consistently. Well, I didn't let think me they tell you a little bit about the, the reason that the Chiefs did win the game, and it wasn't the Chiefs that so much wanted as it was Green Bay losing it because they had their chances. Mason Crosby, who's one of the best field goal kickers in the world, missing a forty-yarder and then having another one blocked. That's over and beside the point. Admire the Chiefs for taking a gamble, and they did. They decided that this is Jordan Love, first NFL start. He may be a good quarterback, which he is, but does he have the mental frame to be able to handle pressure on a constant basis? Oh, they sent him every, they sent him every, every time. Every single play, the heat came in. Could you have done that with Aaron Rodgers? You would have sliced your own throat if you'd done it. But you could with Jordan Love. Eventually, by the fourth period, he began to get the rhythm. And when he did, he was becoming more accurate. Matter of fact, the Packers had oh, maybe three or 400, well, not, that's incorrect, about 300 and some yards in offense, and the Chiefs only had about 260, somewhere around there. But the fact is that Love could not handle that pressure, and he panicked. And as a result, the Packers panicked. They couldn't get their game plan going. Mason Crosby doesn't miss field goals like that. It's a team that didn't play with a whole lot of confidence, and yet Kansas City only able to win it by 13-7. to Really feel, and I'm not being negative about this, but I really feel if that game had another period to go, the Green Bay would have come back and made a, maybe maybe gotten the better end of it. But the fact remains, it's not. It's a win, and that's the bottom line. And the Chiefs did get a 13-7 win. Mahomes hit a really, really big play in the final minute of the game. Yeah, to Tyreek. He Huge. rolled out. This is this is something that's a Patrick Mahomes specialty, and this is tough to guard against, although like everything else, I think there is a defense for it. But he rolls out to the right and then flings one. It's almost like a Hail Mary. What he's doing is counting on the athleticism of his receivers, and he does have very athletic receivers, Hill being one of them, to somehow get free. And he throws it to an area, and there they are. And that was a big first down because had he not gotten that, no telling what Green Bay might have done. Could have been a different situation altogether, but uh, it was interesting. It's always just a blast to watch Tyreek run those routes because he does not stop. And in that specific play, he did not stop, but one of the D-backs for the Packers did. Uh, well, and the, at that the, moment... The D-back, the D-back that, didn't stop. He fell down. He, yeah, he yeah. lost his momentum. And, it, and, and he... And, it, it's just right place, right time. It is It is very fortunate set of circumstances, but the key was the defensive pressure on Love. Mm, and time. Love could not handle any of it, at least for three quarters he couldn't. And as a result, Green Bay uh, falls behind 13-0 and finally gets the rhythm going. Is that the turning point for the Chiefs? 
this old man can't make a decision. It's a win, and the Chiefs are above 500 now, but how much of a difference did that make in the season? Who knows? They've got a very good Raiders team, a Raiders team that's down and out, at least mentally. Uh, coming up next Sunday night. But a wounded animal is a dangerous and very dangerous. and very dangerous animal. And they cannot look past that game because I know they're looking past it towards the Cowboys. But every single one of these games for the rest of the season is going to be just like yesterday. It's going to be a battle. They're going to have to play their opponent. And it doesn't matter who they are. And you know what? And you look at the AFC West games yesterday, what Denver did in Dallas. Um, I mean, the Raiders obviously lost to the Giants, so that's kind of mid. But, I mean, the Chargers, everyone, they're, it, it's it's really crazy story, especially in the AFC West, what the records are. And then you look in, like, the AFC North with uh, the Bengals and the Ravens and the Browns, and it's so close. These, these next few weeks are going to be crazy. That's what we've said all along. These are pro athletes who are capable of doing anything at any time. It isn't like there's a huge disparity between these two teams. There is in some regards because some don't have the offensive capabilities that others do. But in terms of players, no. They're, they're, they're all star players from college. The thing about the Chiefs that does bother me is the fact that they made their game against the Packers with the defensive pressure. They're not going to be able to do that with every team they play that has veteran quarterbacks in there. See how this all works out. But the bottom line is the W and the Chiefs got it. I think it's something to build on, especially for that defense. I mean, in the presser, uh, Mahomes said, you know, you are seeing these these moments of where we're, we're like we, you, we're, we're like who we are. But until they get to that point consistently, I'm still going to be on the fence like you are. But you know what, Chiefs Kingdom? Hang your head high. We beat the Packers. And that's all that matters. On to Vegas on Sunday night. You like the time change? I'm, I'm, I've had it all my life. Yeah. Time change here, time change there. I'm becoming less and less a fan of it. Really, I love it because I, I will. I see it gives me that extra hour, the illusion of an extra hour of sleep, and I feel like this point through what March. I'm the only normal time of the year where I actually feel like I'm getting good rest. The rest like of the time, I'm not sleeping. One hour for one day? Well, no. It, it just it just the balance of it just feels like this is the right right now is the right time for me. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you. So where do the, I move to? This is the, the way standard it is all time. time. We have more of daylight saving during the course of the year than you do of standard. Standard's what four months? Yeah, and daylight saving six. So I want this is standard time where we're at right now, Correct. right? That's what I want all the time. Where do I go to have, make that happen? Government. All right. Well, <laughs> vote for me. Uh, I guess in a year, a year from now, I'll vote for the intern because we're going to stay in this time forever. Uh, back to uh, sports, not politics. Um, we, you know, I it's it's I hate to say it because I I'm a very superstitious person and I don't want to be the one that jinxes anybody's season. But I tell you what, man, Missouri State Bears kind of feels like magic, doesn't it? They're playing very, very well. Uh, in the game against Southern <laughs> Illinois, they're down 13-10 to 10 at halftime. Make the adjustments. That's one of the things that Bobby Petrino, being the veteran coach that he is, is so adept at doing. Uh, sizing up, analyzing games, and coming up with second-half adjustments. He did that against Southern Illinois on Saturday at Carbondale. Bears really weren't playing very well in the first half. But in the second half, they come out. They go to a different offensive scheme. Their defense comes up and plays very well. Didn't shut down Southern Illinois, but it certainly made things a lot uh, more difficult for them. And uh, with 
Jason Shelley doing a great job at quarterbacking. They picked Southern Illinois apart and beat him 38-28, and that's a huge win, in my opinion, puts him in the playoffs. They do have Northern Iowa and then Dixie State coming up at the end of the year. Northern Iowa is here. That's the final regular season home game. Then Dixie State's out in Utah. The Dixie State game, now this is unfair to say because in anything can happen in sports, but that's a game that the Bears should win rather handily. Against Northern Iowa, it won't be a handy win. They'll, they'll come down here and play tough, but I think the Bears are in the playoffs anyway, and I wouldn't be surprised to see the first playoff game here. That'd be awesome. That would be. I mean, when was the last time that happened? Well, 1989. Yeah. 89 and 90, we had back-to-back games here against Maine and against Idaho, the Idaho games, the one in which Petrino was Idaho's mm-hmm. offensive coach. And the Bears won one and lost one then, but... This is an, a different Bears team. Shelley is a very good. He's only here for this year. This is it. Uh, he is a very good quarterback. I'll tell you how good he is. You know that when Jordan Love left Utah State, Shelley backed him up. Yeah, and uh, he's definitely set the tone for the hopefully new culture at Missouri State for their football team. Now, if for some reason, and I don't know why you wouldn't want to uh, listen to the, the Chiefs game against the Packers game yesterday, but if you weren't, there's a good chance you were watching a little racing because the NASCAR <laughs> championship was happening pretty much at the same time. Who won? It was a great race, and Kyle Larson got the win. Wait a minute, you, re- you watched the race instead of the game, Ned? No, I can't say instead <laughs> he of. He watched them both at I the had, same time. Hey, with one eye, I watched <laughs> I one, the other eye. <laughs> you guys, you should see it yourself. It's unbelievable how he can do it. Well, I'm as cross-eyed as they come. <laughs> <laughs> open-eyed. We're going to call that open-eyed. Now, Larson had a tremendous race going. Of course, he's the overwhelming favorite. He's, this is his 10th win of the year. And, but it came down to the final four, and the final four were the only ones who could win. There are 40 drivers running, but uh, in the end, Larson got the win by just a, a hair breadth over um, Truex, Martin Truex Jr. And as a result, Larson is the NASCAR champion. The pot for the racing champions was over $10 million. NASCAR does not break down who wins at what they have, but I'm guessing Larson got over $2 million for this win. Big race, 42,000 fans on hand in Phoenix for the competition. Terrific, uh, terrific race all the way. And indeed, a, a, a very significant win for a guy who was suspended all of last year. Not going to go into the reasons why, but... The fact of the matter remains, he does come back. He was kind of teary-eyed at the end of it, too. Really big comeback for him. Yeah, it was kind of like he wanted to send a message, if you will. Um, so we talked about this a couple weeks ago when the playoffs started for high school football, that it'd be one and done for a lot of them. And now we're at that point where it's a few more that are done. Where are we at as far as the uh, local team still in the hunt? Well, this is the final week of district play coming up, and that'll be this this coming Friday. And we still have some teams remaining. Springfield Glendale is still alive. Lebanon, uh, that's the teams who will play each other. Glendale and Lebanon, the loser of that one's gone for the year. And you have uh, teams like Fairgrove and Marionville and Mountain Grove and Ava all still in. And that's within the 104.7 listening mm-hmm. area. The uh, game for Fairgrove is going to be a really, really difficult challenge because their third round play will be Lamar. Ooh. And Lamar is an eight-time state champion and undefeated on the year. And it uh, will be very significant for them. But that's that's just one of them. And nonetheless, some really good high school football as we get down to the state championships. You know what happens tomorrow night? College basketball opens up. 
And that's uh, what? SEMO, right? Missouri State is hosting yep. Southeast Missouri from Cape Girardeau. Yep. That's the opener. And the Lady Bears are opening up on the road down in Little Rock, Arkansas against UALR. So uh, we have an exciting time going on and we mix that with football and basketball and all these sports that are going on. It's a big time of the year. It's fall and my favorite time of the year, Ned. You have a wonderful Monday. I will see you tomorrow, sir.